What's going on? Welcome to episode 258 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. I need a favor from you guys. I need you guys to picture you are in the middle of nowhere up in Canada on the Hudson Bay and you're out on the coastline. Now you're picturing something glorious and beautiful. No honking horns, no houses, no people. You're able to do what you want. You can walk around naked for all I care. And you're just picturing this vast, beautiful grassland as you're standing on the coast, looking out over the water. Well, that is not what you're going to see anymore. That's because 1,200... My wife is mad at me because I just ate all the ho-hos, so she just yelled at me. But you're looking at 1,200 miles of coastline that the lesser snow geese use. And of that 1,200 miles of habitat for the lesser snow geese, 35% of that habitat has been destroyed. 30% 30 is severely overgrazed or severely damaged, and another 30% of that habitat is overgrazed. So you have a very small portion that is just fine. That's not very much. Like, that's terrible. Hudson Bay and James Bay is the area. And that was... Uh, about 15, that was about 15 years ago, they decided that that much damage had occurred and it's only gotten worse since. The population exceeds 5 million and it has grown 300% since the 1970s and it's averaging a 5% increase per year. Those facts are amazing. If my stock portfolio looked half as good as that, just growing at two and a half percent, I would be still doing phenomenal compared to the dips, the ducks, the dives that my stocks have taken. I wish my stocks increased like lesser snow geese. So what are researchers doing? And this is when I first heard about this case. Uh, wildlife managers, they said, okay, we're going to give the liberalist harvest that we can possibly do. We are going to put up absolutely no limitations on harvest. Harvest as many of the lesser snow geese as you want. And they started looking into harvest because the numbers weren't dropping like they expected. (laughs) They just weren't dropping. They looked at it and they're like, what can we do? So there was a, a theory. Let's set the limit high, but not too high that people could never obtain it. So they put it at 30 and all of a sudden harvest and success from harvest went through the roof because people now had a number to shoot for. Apparently people are competitive and they started doing more and more because they were giving a number instead of unlimited That's what I first heard about in college. What's been done since? Not much. The feds put out a paper talking about all the damage that is, that's happening. Uh, Basically things are being grazed till they are bare. There is just so much vegetation destruction going on 
that it is laying these areas to waste and basically just, it's just bare mud in these coastal areas. So what's caused the problem? One, increase of food. Uh, more places are being opened up uh, as more trees and stuff are removed. More areas are being opened up. So as the geese migrate from up in Canada all the way down into the Gulf of Mexico, there's more places, more things for them to eat, more agriculture for them to eat. There's more places that are connected uh, for these geese as they fly. There's more uh, water, wildlife refuges, more uh, waterways for them to access. The harvest rates are going down as less people are hunting, and we're getting rid of things like, uh, in certain areas, we got rid of uh, electronic calls. We got rid of commercial harvest of waterfowl and those things. And because of that, the, the rates, uh, harvest rates have gone down as well as there's less people on average hunting. Climate change has become a factor. I know you guys are going to say, oh, it affects everything. But in the cases of the extremes is where you're going to see the effects more. If you're in the middle, you're not going to see the extreme. You're not even going to even notice it. But if you're on those far reaches on the north and the south, that's where you're going to start noticing the changes slightly. Those are your indicators. Now it's warming up, so things are a little bit easier for these birds. They have a little bit more time to raise their young. Their young is getting bigger, and there's not a whole lot of predators. When you ask about the predators, Arctic wolves or the Arctic foxes are there, wolves are there, polar bears are there. Uh, Polar bears are focusing on seals. Wolves are focusing on other things, uh, even seals as well as caribou and whatnot. But the Arctic fox are the ones that are focusing on geese, and geese are very hard to kill. There was a situation, I remember uh, I got called into of geese that was attacking a family. They were in a park, and a goose come up and just beat the tar out of them. They had cuts and bruises and scrapes. The geese were biting at them, hissing at them, and just beating the crap out of them with their wings. Also heard stories about geese breaking people's legs because they hit them so hard. Geese are difficult to, ki to kill, and the foxes just aren't doing it. So, why don't we just let it all happen? Why don't we just let them degrade their habitat so much they just die off and reduce their numbers. For me, the one concern I have is we've altered the world and the habitat so much based upon how humans live that if we allow this habitat destruction to continue to get so large that their population is finally affected, that we've altered the landscape so much, who knows what it's going to come back as? Who knows if we're going to be able to save them once we watch the fall of the lesser snow geese? I don't know. It's, there's too many questions. So who do you hold responsible for the management of these? That would be the Canadian federal government as well as the United States government and Mexico. All of these guys are in cahoots working on this solution. How do you fix it? What can be done? I don't know. What has been done? Uh, the length of the hunting season has been increased by 107 days. So that is the longest allowed 
hunting possible 107 days is the longest possible under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. So one, you can increase it. Uh, but you're going to have to work with multiple governments, federal governments, and we know how the United States, it's difficult. Now imagine working with three, challenging. Daily limits, up those limits. Well, we found out if you use unlimited, not as many people harvest. If you start putting a limit on it, maybe people will harvest more. So play with those a little more. There has also been studies that shown that you could go out and oil the eggs um, take oil and rub it on the eggs uh, before it hatches, and it'll basically kill the embryo. Another option is allow for commercial harvesting of snow geese, lesser snow goose, and that may. But again, all of these things are affected because of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. Again, picture yourself on 1,200 miles of the Hudson Bay out in the middle of nowhere, nobody's around you, you're running naked through the mud, and all of that was laid to waste, not by people, not by pollution, but by geese. Each goose grazing, and grazing effectively. Like, they're very good at getting even down to the roots. That is what I got for you guys today. Hope you have a great day. Stay wild.